welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is Sarah Hart Unger, your host, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. Today's episode will be a review episode, and of course, we will also include our new planner piece segment. But I wanted to open up with a really fascinating email that was sent to me just a few weeks ago. By the way, if anybody is curious, I do respond to pretty much every single email I receive from listeners. However, sometimes depending on the state of my life and my inbox, it can take a month. I do subscribe to the philosophy of inbox zero, as I have discussed previously, but I certainly do not maintain an inbox that sits at zero. I would love to say I get there weekly in the ideal world where everything is running so smoothly. It would be weekly, but sometimes life gets in the way. I'd say I get to zero around once a month. So if you have emailed me and it's been a while, I promise the response is on the way. If you've sent me an audio question, I am collecting these. I'm so excited to have some more audio questions to feature on a future episode. So keep those coming via SpeakPipe. And I listen to every single one. I recently figured out that I can actually respond with an audio response. So I'm going to start doing that more often as well. All right. So the opening here comes from a listener named Sarah. I actually have a lot of listeners named Sarah. I don't know what that means, but I love it. And she wrote, I thought of you this morning when I saw a brief post on planning as a stress management skill. And this came from her university's newsletter, and it was like all about stress management and planning. And it linked to a longer article that is from 2011. So not exactly like brand new news, but I'm going to read an excerpt from it because I thought it was so fascinating and so true for me. So this is from a time article online. It was a special report on health and happiness that was published in 2011. And they wrote, A recent survey by psychologist and self-help author Robert Epstein found that 25% of our happiness hinges on how well we're able to manage stress. The next logical question is, of course, how best can we reduce our stress? Epstein's data, which he presented last month, well, last month in 2011, (laughs) at the Western Psychological Association meeting in Los Angeles, was intended to help answer that question. It involved 3,000 participants in the U.S. and 29 other countries who responded to an online questionnaire. Participants' stress management skills were gauged by asking them to rate their level of agreement with 28 items such as, I frequently use breathing techniques to help me relax. The volunteers were also asked about how happy they were and how successful they were in their personal and professional lives. The stress management technique that worked best, according to this survey, was planning. In other words, fighting stress before it even starts, planning things rather than letting them happen, says Epstein. That means planning your day, your year, and your life so that stress is minimized. Now, the funny thing to me, and this is back to my voice, not from the article, is that that article went on to say, well, planning is really hard. So here are some breathing exercises and here are some other things you can do. And I wanted to be like, no, no, planning is doable. Planning is learnable. Planning is something that might take a few iterations to figure out how to make it work best for you. But I think planning is something that in some fashion likely benefits all of us. And so I hope that this podcast maybe in some way is helping you to reduce your stress. And I definitely find that planning in my life is a huge 
I don't know, tool to help me manage stress. And I know that when I start to get buried underneath things, sometimes the last thing I want to do is plan. And yet when I make myself do it and really think about, you know, how things fit together and how the time blocks work in a week and what my priorities really are and just use my tried and true techniques, I find that my stress is reduced. So for me, this is absolutely true. I would love to hear others' thoughts on this topic because I thought it was so interesting and I'm glad I brought it out of the archives from over a decade ago. So thank you, Sarah, for that email. Next, we have a planner peace segment. This one comes from listener Peggy. She writes, I just listened to two recent episodes with the lovely planner peace segments and ta-da, there it was, my reason to email you. You mentioned the monk manual in passing one episode and I looked it up and it totally fit the need I had. I wanted a daily planner with a sizable spot to doodle. I have been learning to hand letter and having the one-third page dot grid is the perfect place to have a quick daily practice. I use the monk manual to start my day with intention and it is really lovely. My family uses a lot of digital planning tools, but the monk manual gives me that space to focus and think through the day and start with gratitude, which I love. In addition to the monk manual, I am also a Sunday basket user. I do use the organized 365 four sections to work through my basket, but at the end of the basket time, I move all of this week's actions that I am not completing right at that time online to Todoist where I can assign them to other family members or put them into the days I plan to get to them. We use Google Calendar for all of our time-based commitments, and I review that each week and day, but I don't copy my daily plan into my paper planner. I use the time-based part of my planner to track my meals and other habits. Your podcast is such a treat. Thank you for your work. Oh, thank you so much, Peggy. I love this. How fascinating that you don't actually use the timetable in the monk manual to copy what's going on through your day. That's very different from how I use daily planners because I really like to see my schedule laid out in a paper fashion. It kind of like is a calming ritual that helps me show how all the parts of my day can fit together. So again, going back to that planning as stress relief, but in your case, you find it more useful to use your monk manual more for other things. And it sounds like you have an incredibly functional system going on. So thank you for sending and for sharing your unique planning process. All right, we are going to take a quick break from a word from our sponsors. And we'll be back after that. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code plans 50 to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. 
Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. This episode is sponsored in part by PrepDish. You guys, I am so happy to have PrepDish as a longstanding sponsor because it is a system and product I truly use and love nearly every single week. PrepDish has become my default meal planning process because the meals are always healthy, delicious, and it's just one less thing to think about. So what is it? PrepDish is a menu planning tool where every single week you get weekly menus and a shopping list that are great at striking the right balance between healthy, kid-friendly, and convenient. They are designed to be mostly prepped in advance with specific instructions for doing so, though you could also just use them as regular plans and make each meal the night it comes up. My current ritual is to order or shop for groceries on Saturday based on the prep dish list and to write our weekly menu on our family's whiteboard as well as in my planner. They offer low-carb, paleo, gluten-free, and super-fast plans. We usually use one of the last two. They also have special editions that come out every once in a while, which are really fun. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. So this is a great way to see if the plans will work for you. Check out prepdish.com slash plans for this amazing deal. In addition to the super fast menus that I love, again, they have gluten-free, paleo, and low-carb options, so there's truly something for everyone. Again, that's prepdish.com slash plans for your first two weeks free. If you try it, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. All right, I am back, and the rest of this episode is going to be devoted to a review of a product I ordered a little bit impulsively and am currently obsessed with. And you guys know I'm not exactly a newbie when it comes to trying different planners, and I like to think at this point that I'm not that easily impressed, but I'm super, super impressed with this planner. So I will tell you all of the details and... By the way, I am not affiliated in any way with this company. I ordered this planner myself just like a regular customer. I didn't reach out to them. They don't know this review is happening. I am not an affiliate, so I just wanted to share. All right, so the brand we are talking about is called Hemlock & Oak. And Hemlock & Oak is a Canadian brand. On their website, it says they have blossomed into becoming the only sustainable Canadian-made stationery company in Canada. And they focus on renewable and sustainable materials and not sourcing from overseas. I noticed that they really have an emphasis on not using plastic. And we'll get to kind of the up and down sides of that a little bit later. But I did think that was notable as sustainability is important for everything, really, and especially important to some of the listeners of this show. So I wanted to mention that. They are a Canadian company. And I guess the least sustainable thing they do is that they do ship to the U.S., 
So you can actually order in US dollars and ship it directly to you. It will come in a box that, at least in my case, was from some sort of Canadian postal service, which was kind of cool. And I can't speak to how long it takes to get there because I actually pre-ordered my planner. And so I knew it was going to take a while to come. I think I ordered it like in February and I knew it wasn't going to ship until April. But I believe once I received that shipping notification, it took about a week or so. It wasn't a terribly long time. So Hemlock & Oak currently sells weekly planners, daily planners, bullet journals, and some digital templates, which I did not delve into as deeply, or I guess not templates, but like printables that you could use. I guess you could probably use them digitally, or you could print them yourself to either try out or to create your own printed planner. And I guess that might be a sustainable way of using their layouts and materials. What I ordered was their undated weekly planner. Now, is it because I love undated planners and think it's so much fun to put in every date? Absolutely not. I really don't usually like to use undated planners unless it's for a daily because putting in each day, usually I'm not using it like as a big calendar and it's a different thing. But for a weekly planner, I'm not really typically drawn to an undated option. However, you know, I ordered this in February and that's what they offered. (laughs) Plus, this allowed me to start the planner in May and kind of consider it my summer to end of year planner, perhaps. So I just went with it. And I did spend about probably three hours in total dating this entire planner with every single month, filling that in, filling in every single weekday and the name of each month. And I also kind of had to copy because I decided to fully transition out of my Hobonichi to really try this planner to copy everything that was in the Hobonichi. So this was a project. Maybe three hours is an underestimate. However long it took, I enjoyed the entire process immensely. I have to admit, I did it while watching some of my favorite YouTube videos. Amanda's favorites was reviewing the new Erin Condren releases and Simplified. So I was in heaven just watching her and her lovely calming reviews and playing with this planner and putting all of the dates in the planner. It was basically like, I don't know what some people probably get out of amusement parks. It was just so lovely. I did not light a candle. I regret that. I should have lit a candle. Anyway, so (laughs) that is what I did. I got this undated version and I will kind of give you a walkthrough. First, I'll give you some of the specs from their website. So the paper is 120 GSM or 80 pound paper. It is almost bright white. I don't, it's not entirely bright white because I have it sitting here next to, well, it's almost, almost, almost bright white because I have it next to my Cultivate. And I will say the Cultivate paper is a tiny, tiny bit whiter than this paper, but not by a lot. So if it's not next to something even brighter, it does show up as bright white paper. They note that it's bleed resistant and I'll get to my pen test a little bit later, but yes, I agree. It takes pen very, very well. It is 6.35 inches by 8.5 inches, and that is not exactly A5 size, but it is pretty close. When I put it right underneath of my full focus planner, it is very similar in size to that if you want a size reference. But again, it is smaller than that, like Erin Condren's 7 by 9 size. It has a 4.2 millimeter grid size, and they say it weighs about 610 grams. So I guess that is a little bit, you know, over a pound. It doesn't feel horribly heavy, but it's not a super lightweight planner either. That's what the cover sounds like when I knock my hand on it. So it's a pretty sturdy linen cover. It has 224 pages, including 14 blank note pages in the back. So very useful. It has lay flat binding, which works incredibly well. It's a sewn lay flat binding. And, you know, lay flat binding can really vary in its quality. 
I have to admit, when I ordered the Inamio planners, I was a little distraught to see that even though it laid flat, the way it was sewn made some of the pages rip right next to the sewing. I have none of those issues with this planner. So it's really nicely done, functional lay flat binding. The cover, as I mentioned, is kind of a woven cover out of fabric. So they're not using plastics or PVC here. The inks are all plant-based, as they noticed, and it is designed and made in Canada. All right, so my take on this paper is that it is lovely. It probably is actually the most similar to me to the Cultivate What Matters paper, if anybody uses that goal-setting planner, because it is smooth, but certainly not at all slick. It feels more dry than some other papers, which to me is definitely a feature. It just has like a really luxurious feel to it without having a lot of tooth. It has light gray grid lines, which to me are just fantastic. They're perfectly spaced. I don't feel cramped and they're just subtle enough that they just, ugh, they just really got those grid lines perfect in my opinion. And I did a pen test with a number of gel pens. I'll snap a picture of this and put this up on the review. And it did incredibly well in terms of not being smudge prone. Really almost nothing has actually smudged for me in this planner, despite like actually using it with a gel pen, which is amazing. It is not very, um, there's almost no show through. So I wrote even with a Stetler tripless fine liner in a dark color, as well as a Tombow brush pen and a Pentel touch. And when I turn to the other side, all of the gel and ballpoint and ink pens that I use, there's almost zero, there's really zero bleed through. I can't see anything. Maybe the Stetler tripless fine liner a little bit. And I can kind of see the outline of where my brush pen wrote. And this was like a really thick marker brush pen, a Tombow ABT. Um, but that's about it. So I am totally impressed. The clean color dots, which are very bleed prone pens, don't bleed through in the least. You can kind of see a shadowing of them on the other side, but only barely. And I tested out an Erin Condren dual tip marker, and I really can't see that on the other side as well at all. So this paper is phenomenal. And of course, you know me, that is part of why I love this planner so much, but that is not the only thing I love about this planner. But I give this paper my full endorsement. I greatly enjoy it. All right. So getting to function, again, it has like a linen cover and then it has three bookmarks. I got the honey color. I've been really drawn to like brown and neutrally colors lately. I just noticed that like everything I have is that except for my really, really bright teal cultivate, which I don't know, compliments them. Anyway, there's three ribbon bookmarks and this is a honey color and they're graduated shades of honey to white and they're really pretty. The bookmarks do go all the way to the corner. I know that is something Amanda always tests in her reviews. So I figured I would report on that as well. And then the planner starts with an index and has a how-to guide. Now, I don't always love feeling like I need to have those in planners, but it's one page. It definitely doesn't bother me. And then we get into some concise but valuable reflection content. I think this planner strikes a really nice balance between having open-ended prompts and rooms to write without making you feel like you're filling out, you know, like a goal-setting planner in your regular planner, which you don't necessarily want to do, especially if you're someone like me who uses other goal-setting planners and doesn't need that in their regular planner necessarily. And it's all grid lines, no blank spaces, which you also know makes me incredibly happy. So I'm very happy about that. So there's some reflection pages, some introspection pages. And again, these are so open-ended. So you could use them for your own lists or really whatever you wanted. There's a page about personal values and mindset reframing, talking about you know negative thoughts and how you might reframe those. Again, you could repurpose this for something else if that didn't suit you. And then there are one, two, 
two goal creation pages, which is interesting because most people are probably have more than two goals. But again, oh, actually there's four. I take it back. I thought there was more than one spread. So four goal setting areas. So if you wanted to have four big goals that you wanted to elaborate and break down and review, which I think is actually a nice number, the full focus planner has like 10 spaces for goal setting. And I'm like, that's too many goals. So this has four, which is excellent. And then there are some pages which could be used for tracking different habits. They talk about which habits might be important and what cues you might have. And there's space to go into detail about four different habits. So again, not overkill. Then there is a really cute page that says my ideal day with a timeline from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. written down the middle. And then I love how they put it in the middle because then you could kind of do like a weekend version on the right and maybe a weekday version on the left. Or if you had two different kind of work days, you could do one on the right, one on the left. I thought that was really cool. A page that just says important information you need to have. And then they write, note, don't write down full passwords. Place hints instead for security. I endorse that. And then there's the cutest little monthly spread. I just love that. It has miniature blank calendars, 12 of them on the left, and then a gridded area for plans on the right. And you can use them to plan out anything you want. So I did the one for May. I didn't fill out the graph and I just put like the things I was looking forward to month most. So I don't see myself writing a ton, but maybe I'll write like our big trip or big plan or, you know, something I'm looking forward to for each month in this area. And that's a two page spread. And then we get into the meat of the planner, the months and the weeks. So for each month, you get a monthly overview, which comes with um, an area to set goals, positive ways you can make time for self-care. You can choose a habit that you'd like to track. Then there's a blank page where I decided I'm going to make my summer reading list and also track certain lectures that I'm watching of a conference that I had to do remotely. And then you get your monthly calendar which you have to fill in yourself it's, if it's the undated version. It has a lot of space for check marks along the left. It looks a lot like a Hobonichi calendar here. There are major parallels between this and that. Obviously, the paper is different and the grid lines are spaced a little bit wider in this volume, which I love. But it does remind me the most of what a Hobonichi monthly layout looks like. But there's plenty of place to write goals or lists on the left. And the page is entirely gridded, which I love. Allows you to write neatly in the boxes. And yeah, just lots and lots of space in this monthly calendar. So you could use it to track things. I just used it to put our call schedules and kind of highlights of the week. But this page could be, it actually has a lot of space. You could use it for more. You could even do like your entire meal dinner plan for the month if you wanted to. Then there's a page for monthly review. You get to write positive things that happened this month and things that gave you energy and drained you or something that you might take away from the month, a space for memories and memos, which I think is so cute. And then it goes into the next month. So all the months are together followed by all the weekly pages. So you might be thinking, oh, that's kind of like Hobonichi. And yes, I feel like if there's any planner that this is kind of reminds me of, it is Hobonichi, except in English with goal setting content, with better paper and without daily pages. So I guess you can kind of hear my, um, (laughs) hear my significant excitement about this. So yeah. All right. So you go through all of the months, which again, I had to write out myself because this is undated. I took it all the way from May to April, since this is a 12 month planner that can be started anytime. And then you go into the weekly pages. And the when I saw the weekly view, I think that is when I gasped and was like, I need this planner because I could see it had that incredibly functional weekly view that I love about the Hobonichi, but none of the things that kind of annoy me a little bit about the Hobonichi, even though I still think it's a wonderful, beautiful product with many good qualities. 
So it has that same vertical layout. It has grid lines. On the left, it has space to write weekly goals. It's actually divided up a little bit. It says goals, values, and tasks, but those headings are very subtle, so you could ignore them if you would like to. And then it's just vertical for each week with the hours going from 6 to 10 and then space below the 10 p.m. along the bottom. I will, of course, share a photo. For me, this is just an incredible functional layout. I love seeing how all the parts in my week fit together. I like to do a little bit of color coding of what's clinical time, what's GME time, what's personal time or time with kids. And the space underneath the hours gives me space to write other details about the week. So for me, on the left, I basically put kids, dinner, and workout. And then I made rows for each of those things where I put what my kids' activities were for each day. I put what the dinner plan was for each day, generally from prep dish, as I've talked about, and then what my workout is going to be for each day. And I put a little checkbox. So if I get my workout done as planned, I get to check it off. Little hit of dopamine that just might be slightly motivating for me. And really, that's the weekly layout. I think it is incredibly functional and I love it. One thing I'm doing that I hadn't done as much of is like make use of cute little post-it notes for things I aren't, I'm not sure are actually going to happen. I don't know why it's taken me so many years to do that, but I think it's, it's helped me like not get annoyed when I have to cross something out. So then you go all the way through your weeks and there is some ending content in this planner. There's a looking ahead page. There's a 12 month reflection page. There is something about 10 things you want to make happen by the same time this year. Next year, actually, I kind of love that. They did not include grid lines on that page. I'm kind of annoyed, but if they're listening, next time, put some grid lines there. There's a self-care directory of things to do when you're burned out, a little media directory where you can write books and podcasts and things like that, a wish list, a bucket list, and then about, I think, eight pages of notes, as mentioned previously, which is where I did my pen test. There is no pocket in this planner, so you'll have to get that from some other system. And there's nothing to keep it closed. I may actually repurpose like some kind of like rubber band or something that I have from another planner because I do worry about it like getting opened up and bent in my bag. But so far, it has been fine. And then finally, to make it even more functional, it comes with tabs to match the color scheme of your planner. Now, the tabs are paper. And I think this is really because of their commitment to sustainability and not using plastics. It does mean that they're a little bit, I don't know, I'm not, they work really well. I had to apply them carefully. They definitely help me navigate. I put them on the weekly areas, but whether or not they'll be in good shape at the end of like 12 months of use, I'm a little bit skeptical, but I will have to report back. Thus far, they've been fine. But again, I've only been using this for about like a week and a half. So hard to know what the future holds for these tabs because they're not coded. They are not really stiff cardboard, which in a way might be good because they won't get bent or creased, but they don't feel super, super heavy duty to me. They were easy to stick on though, and they were easy to restick. So like if I didn't like the placement of one, I was able to unfold it and restick and it, it held up well. So maybe they will surprise me. So that is it. That is the beautiful Hemlock and Oak Planner. I just love this one. I remember feeling similarly about Wonderland when I first came across it. Like I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many features in this planner I've been waiting for for so long. But I'm, I'm, I don't want to say more excited, but the thing that thrills me about this one is it has all these features and these layouts that I love, but it also has paper to die for. I love this paper. So that combination doesn't come around all that often. I think if I was going to make any improvement, I'd figure out how to incorporate some kind of paper pocket and figure out a way for there to be like a fabric elastic to hold it closed. 
and maybe work on the durability of the tabs, but none of these are requirements. I think this is a great product and I would endorse it. <laughs> and I'll have to at some point order their daily so I can try it out. The weekly is on sale for 50, not on sale, but they sell it for $50 and shipping is free if you spend over 125 Canadian currently. They also sell a daily planner, which I have not physically seen in person, but looks highly functional as well. And a bullet journal that features 100 pound, 150 GSM paper. So that's some luxurious paper in the bullet journal. And that's available both in the light gray grid as well as dot grid. So a really nice option for those of you who are into Archer and Olive or other luxurious bullet journal products. So if you have played with Hemlock and Oak, or if you have other similar brands, please share. I, you know, I love talking about this stuff. This planner really exceeded my expectations and I do plan on using it likely for the remainder, at least of this calendar year. And then perhaps I will buy a dated version for 2023. We will see. I'm not going to say my love affair with Hobonichi has ended because I have a very sentimental attachment to their stuff, but this does seem to be a more functional option for me as it seems like I do prefer to have my daily planning separate from my weekly. And this just checks off so many boxes that I enjoy. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this was fun. Please keep your questions and ideas coming. I'd love to hear from you all and have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.